Welcome, everybody, to China on the Rocks, an FMB podcast where we talk about food and beverage and everything in between. I am your host Logan, and I'm joined with the amazing, excellent. Hi, guys. I'm Anna, also your co-host here at China on the Rocks, and we're joined with our other. Wait a minute. Where is our other co-host, Alicia? I don't know how to break it to you, Logan. Break it to me. Break it to me softly. She's being abducted by aliens. Like in Mexico? <laughs> like in Mexico, yes. The margarita aliens have taken <laughs> the margarita aliens abducted. No, because they did find.、Uh, they're saying they found the aliens in Mexico right now. I haven't seen this news yet, so for me, so far, is allegedly. <laughs> a, yeah, no, no. I mean, take it with a grain of salt. But it's this whole thing on like Reddit, on the news, news. It's been interesting. But so Alicia was ex-、uh, spelunking as she often does in Mexico. She's in that side of the world right now, so it makes sense. Well, I mean, she could be on、um, in a different world right now. We don't know. We don't know. I guess we're gonna have to wait to find out. I guess、uh, shark baits and aliens. I mean, I don't know what's going on with this poor girl's life. I have no idea, but yeah, gotta wait and see. So while we wait and see for Alicia, what are we talking about? Well, and more importantly, what are we drinking today? Today we're drinking Jameson again. Okay. We always keep going around in our Irish whiskey. <laughs> yeah, we, we've gone really far. Last week was Bushmills. Yeah. Yeah, we've been Bushmill and Jameson back and forth. So Jameson this week. Okay, I'm going with my left hand because I. Have、uh, tennis elbow on the right arm. Cheers. Okay, so our episode today, ooh, ooh. always strong, always strong. Our episode today, we thought it'd be funny if we had a little bit of pitter patter, a little chit chat. Logan is really into the word pitter patter today. Pitter, pitter, pitter. <laughs> And correcting my accent. Thanks, Logan. No, just pitter patter sounds like a nice、uh, Italian guy. Thanks, <laughs> Al. Peter Pan. Us. Peter So basically, for bartenders, we're known all over the world to be able to bend your ear and have a chat with you. That's part of going to a bar, like a like a, a neighborhood bar or whatever. Are you getting more and more jaded with the concept of talking to people, though? It depends. I really feel like my job is to make somebody else's night better. Like I really feel like if I'm in a bar situation, I'm bartending, and somebody's coming in, you know, you could you could get a vibe, right? You feel like oh, these people are on a date or whatever. You don't bother them too much. Yeah. But if it's somebody just hanging out, or guys or girls just having like a, a party, and they want to be entertained, a bartender is the coolest person in the room generally. Yeah, I've been feeling.、Um, I guess I've been I've been getting a bit jaded with the concepts. I think I always liked talking to people. It's、um, one of the reasons, I guess, why we like this job. We get to talk to a lot of people and hear all the stories. And there is a special thing about bartenders, which is we can hear a story about a stranger's life and be really into it, even though we don't know them. Yeah, like I get into these dramas of breakups and stuff, and I'm like totally involved, and I have no idea who any of those participants are. But I'm, I'm like, bring my popcorn, and I'm like, oh, tell me more, girlfriend, tell me more. Spill that tea, spill that, spill tea. that tea. I don't even know the people, but I want to know.、Uh, but I think that with time, it takes more and more social energy because I think that after a long shift of talking a lot, you get really drained. Yeah, no, that's very true. I still keep the, the the facade up, but I feel like more and more I kind of avoid people. I see myself now that I have a whole team and I have bartenders that ideally one day will be doing that. <laughs> yeah, I kind of just step back and I'm like ignore people. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> well, no, I mean like something like I always like to have a couple things up my sleeve. I'm not really a sports person, so I I can't go to sports stuff. But like I could do most movie pop culture. Yeah, music pop culture. Oh, I know nothing about sports, but I also keep one or two references just in case. Yeah. So, like, if somebody talks about baseball, I know a time I was gambling in Vegas and I struck luck by chance and some random like anecdote. But yeah, like I usually what I do is before kind of I leave the house, I know 
some sort of news or fun fact or something, and then becomes like the driving force of the conversations in the evening. Well, the, the big thing with sports, so you can have one in your back pocket that's recent. Uh, there was a rainy football game the other day, and a fan uh, predict correctly predicted that Aaron Rodgers' quarterback was going to tear his ACL and be out. And then that's the thing that happened. He's like, in 30 minutes, it's going to be raining on the field, and he's going to tear his ACL. And that's what happened. And everybody's like, this guy's a psychic. Well, a broken clock is still right twice a day, right? Exactly. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, for me, like, I had to kind of keep up on Marvel movies because everybody kept talking to me about Marvel movies. So I was like, guys, I don't have enough time in the day to watch them. Yeah, I... I feel like I know enough about Marvel just to give an opinion, but uh, I think in general, like, there's like three types of conversations that we have at the bar, right? So you have your regulars where you have this very legit conversations where you already know what's going on in their lives. You know how's work. You know about the trouble with your boss. You ask how that's going. You ask about their partners, holiday. You know what's going on in their lives, right? So that's a, that's a easy. That's level easy. Then you have the um, just the striking up a conversation to make somebody that maybe is awkward or sitting alone at the bar or you can tell when people go out and they're looking for some social interaction exactly and that's when we bring the news or i saw this thing on reddit or let me share a story with you right and you kind of initiate the conversation but then the one that i think is the most draining for me is the 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 new person that comes and they want to strike a conversation but they don't actually have any content to the conversation so it's always like where are you from what do you do as a bartender? Is this a real job? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> do you, so, uh, how did you get here? And it's like, I know that they mean well. I know they're trying to get to know me, but, oh, oh somebody else asked me where I'm from. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's a good question. I mean, I understand, though. Like, for me, I always like the people that ask, like, they're like, oh, I really like a mezcal, or I like this. Sure, yeah, we need to, like, work really. Yeah. yeah. Then it's like an impromptu tasting, and, like, after under the like, and you don't even know who these people are half the time. You're like, oh yeah, you could try these things. To be honest, I also think that it's different because you're from from the U.S. And I think a lot of the customers asking these questions are like British or American. And it's if you they ask a question, where are you from? And then you say New Mexico, and they'll be like, oh cool, I mess about New Mexico, done. And the conversation kind of moves on. Yeah. Uh, when they ask me where I'm from, I know the chain of events that's going to unfold. <laughs> yeah. Because I'll say, I'm from Brazil. And then I'm going to be asked, how did you get here? How come your English is so good? I didn't know Brazilians look like you. Da-na-na-na. And it has a series of very uncomfortable. Or they will start talking about soccer or about carnival. Or they'll make some dirty joke about Brazilian waxing or bikinis or butts or the beach or <laughs> one of the above. And it kind of just goes in the chain where they will try to tell me the three words in Portuguese that they learned from a friend in college. <laughs> They are usually just curse words, and it's just so uncomfortable that I literally turned where I'm from into a game. Yeah. How's it play? Okay, I walk into the bar. All right, so here are the rules of the game. Ding, ding, ding. When people come in, they ask me where I'm from. I said, all right, would you like to play a game? That's the only way you're going to know where I'm from. Are you, like, starting a Saw movie? (laughs) Would you like to play a game? And basically, I tell people you have three chances to guess where I'm from. After each guess, I'll give you a hint. At the end of it, if you get it right, I'll buy you any shot of your liking. And if you get it wrong, you buy me any shot of my liking. Okay, so first guess, somebody goes... Whatever they'll go, then I'll give a hint, then they'll go again, then I'll give a hint, and then they'll go the third time, and that's about it, right? So they get two hints, basically. Like, what's the hint, like, fidua? No, 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 it depends on, like, what they guess, right? So let's say if they start saying Eastern European, and I'll be like, I'm not from Europe. 
if they say... Oh, so you could be British then. <laughs> that's, one, that's one for the still, still Europe. But anyway, uh, and I'll, I'll give you this hints. And so far, I only had one winner. Yeah. The whole time. But also, it kind of exhausted that where you're from energy. So after the game, people don't really want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> <Stop> it. <laughs> so. But I mean, you lived in Hong Kong for a long time as well. So like, you've been everywhere. You, I mean, you're international at this point. Yeah, but I, I think that likes a lot of context from... Um, I don't think people necessarily ask the right question. They just ask where you're from and they think you're fresh off the boat and they're like, how come you speak English? How come you're here? Oh, <laughs> like, I get you, yeah. They're like really surprised with your ability to be an international expat that has yeah. whatever, that speaks English a certain way or that has a certain business or that has a certain job and it's just like exhausting. Well, I mean, I'm not really from New Mexico. I was born in New Jersey. And then <laughs> and I lived in New Jersey for like 10 years and then New Mexico and then California. Well, I, I don't necessarily say the city or states I'm from either. I just say the country, but yeah. <laughs> I just say Estados Unidos. And move, along. America. <laughs> and move along. Well, I mean, with these kind of encounters, though, sometimes it does backfire. Like one of the things we know never to talk about when a customer returns with another date is, oh, welcome back. Oh, I'm really well, good at that. I'm really good at pretending like I don't know what's going on. You have to read the room. But like, you know, yeah. we had like people that are and that's OK. People go on dates and they have favorite spots they like to go to. And that's completely fine, you know? But we had a table at the original Talkalicious we called Tinder. And it was, uh, everybody was on their Tinder dates there. I remember Tinder table, yeah. Yeah, the Tinder table was fire. But it was always like, you don't want to say, oh, hi, John Smith, or hey, Jane Doe, welcome back. Oh, you have, who's this person you brought with you this week? I think that them coming back, it's, I, I mean, I don't say it either, but it'll be okay because sometimes people are regular at places. Not, yeah, exactly. Like, not connected to dating. But I think they're asking, oh, and who is this lady? Like, or how was blah, 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 or how was your girlfriend, or something along those lines would be really uncomfortable. Yeah. So I still let them introduce the bar to their date. So if they say, like, oh, I'm a regular here, come on the time, then I'll be like, okay, hi, how are you? Long time to see something, whatever, right? Uh, if they don't say, and if they act like they, oh, can I see the menu here or something? I'm like, okay, I'll just play them. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have, I've had, like, guests, both female and male, uh, that have asked me, like, hey, make me look good on my date, you know? And that's always so level of trust because like, okay, the bartender's going to be like, oh, hey, welcome. Nice to see you. I never had that. Oh, really? No, I don't remember anyone asking me to make me look good. Like, like I, I never had that. Oh, I've had that so many times. Yeah, Tackalicious and at Logan's Punch and at other nightclubs I've worked at. Can I Can I actually guess something? And I'm going get, <laughs> to get social political here. I think it's because I'm a woman and most guys wouldn't ask me for that because I think they probably no, but they don't feel that comfortable. Women have asked me that. Really? No one has asked me like ever. Yeah, I mean, I won't, I won't name and shame anybody, but definitely women have asked that are, you know, regulars that were on the dating scene that said, hey, you know, I'm going to go with this guy here, make me look cool, you know? And it's like, oh, hey, Kim, here's your shot. Or, hey, Jill, here's your, here's your martini. Or Jill, her name is Jill. I'm just saying different names. So. Yeah, but that's not even a name. Jill. 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 <laughs> no, Jill is where Alicia really is. That's what you meant to say. <laughs> True story. <laughs> We've been avoiding the subject, but Alicia seems She went down hard. The meth lab life was very tough for Alicia. <laughs> no, we're 100% joking. It's okay. Meth split base. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I mean, we've had people that they want to they look good, and that's totally normal. And then you also have people that are, like, I was here on Sunday night at Post Snow Bills. Hey. And uh, there was a guy that just broke up with his girlfriend and had no shirt on. Oh, no, so that guy, okay. Without saying names. I heard, no, 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 I know. I heard half of the story, but I got confused too. So I'll tell, I'll tell the story really quickly. So this guy came over and he was already drunk. 
but he was really well behaved. He was like a, a kind drunk. Yeah, he's a super nice guy. No, to the point that he came, he just had his shirt buttoned out to the chest, so like four buttons opened. Yeah, like so, like just a, a hot summer day shirt open, like a, a button up, like a tiki shirt, open to the chest, and then. He had a couple of drinks, but he was so kind to the point that I could tell that he was drunk. And you know when a when a drunk customer enters the bar and you're like, is this going to be a fight? Is it going to be a complaint? Is this going to be trouble? But instead, every time I go serve a beer, every time I pass by him, he says, have you heard today that you were appreciated? And I was like, okay. Uh, he asked me for a beer and I'll be like, sorry, it took a little while. He's like, you never apologize. You're doing great. You're a great person. And I was just like, everything I did got like words of affirmation in exchange well, here's the juicy goss he had just broken up with his girlfriend no so i didn't know that yet but then slowly every drink the shirts are getting more and more open to the point that it just became like an open vest and then the the shirt got removed and became a scarf and then there was no shirt and he couldn't find the shirt yeah yeah but consistently like a really nice person and every time i walk by he'll be like people really care about you and like you're very special or something but, but like really nice not hitting on me nothing sexual just yeah. like like, I want to share good vibes right now, right? And that's why I also, it was a Sunday, it was quiet. It was like, not quiet, sorry, it was actually quite busy, but it was all regulars and it was all friends. So I decided to not do the no shirt, no service thing because I could tell that he was having a hard time. And it was literally all regulars at the bar. They were all friends. So I was like, okay, whatever, right? Um, and yeah, then later he tells my boyfriend that, yeah, um, so the reason why I'm shirtless and drunk is because I just broke up with my girlfriend and... I had no idea, and I kind of felt bad now because I, I was I was judging him a little bit. Well, I had learned that whole story from people at Tacolicious. So that's how fast that story traveled around, because I was here with you that night. But it happened right before. Yeah. It happened like a, like a, a couple hours before he This came. is Juicy International Goss now. International but I, but I, I had literally walked in uh, with my feet covered in blood. <laughs> and that wasn't even the weirdest part of the night. Why? Because I told you with the, at the W. Oh, Yes. We had a friend that had a had a, a, a big tree fall hard at the W, and our friend broke his nose. But yeah, a friend collapsed, face broke. Yeah, but like I call, I came in covered in blood on my feet, and that wasn't even the weirdest part of the night for people, shirtless people. I mean, it was a that's what you have. You have to have good pitter patter. Yeah, it was it was a good, well maintained evening where everybody had fun, everybody was well put together. It was fun, but yeah. <laughs> With that said, I mean. These are just how the night gets away from you, but still in a fun way at a bar situation. Like you could have a lot of fun with just interacting with all the different people. I think as the bartender or the owner of the place, you also have to maintain a level of control. Yeah. So how do you control a crowd? Always. Uh, I think the, the most important thing is the music. Like after, you know, when people are getting hammer drunk, like I don't like to take requests too much i don't like to take requests too much like people want to play their own music on the dj booth oh i hate it i hate requests i'm like no requests yeah i mean i have a whole playlist made here <laughs> me too i have 600 songs on a playlist it plays on shuffle because i let jesus take the wheel yeah <laughs> that's about it you don't ask me and people come like can you play these and i'm like no but you have to watch the music because people are too drunk like we have a bunch of europeans that'll come in to talk delicious which is a restaurant with a bar and they'll start playing like hardcore Euro house music that, you know, that weirdly weird stuff that like only Dutchies and like Scandos listen to. That's like, I mean, it gets really. I had a guy this week, actually, I think it was Thursday last week or something. He came to me and he asked me, hey, uh, can you play some dance music? And then I said, no, sorry. And then he told me, isn't this your bar? Can you not do the music? I'm like, yeah, I could, but I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to help that. 
I don't want to. He's like, why not? This music would be so fun. I'm like, look, this is a rock and roll bar. It's a rock and roll playlist. There's a lot of uh, Dinsy-ish, early 2000 shit in it. Like, you didn't like it or you don't. He's like, yeah, but we came here to dance. And I'm like, you came to the wrong place, man. Yeah, why would you? <laughs> yeah, I think you want to go someplace else if you can't yeah. dance. Then he sat down and, but also I'll tell you something. Connecting to a story earlier. I'm sorry, I'm going to tell another tale. I'm being like very old bartender here. This guy, he, he came a few times the last month. And I look at his face and I don't like him. Like, you know, when some people, you just have a vibe and energy exchange and you're just like, I don't like this guy. Yeah. I don't like it. And I don't even know why I was a bit snappy to him when he requested a song because I just ugh, don't like him. Then at the end of the night, he tells me, I need to apologize for the first time we've met. And apparently a year ago, I called the cops on him. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. <laughs> because he really pissed me off and he was really disrespectful. And I completely forgot his face because, to be honest, when a very busy night, everyone is just the sardines on, like, yeah. SpongeBob, like, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> like, it's all the same face, right? So I had no memory of his face, but there was something in my subconscious that I looked at him and I'm like, I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> and he told me he apologized and he said it's never going to happen again. And again, I, had, I didn't even know it was him. But also justifiably why he just asked if he could put some sort of music and I'm just like... No, go drown in a river. <laughs> Get out of my face. Why don't you take your shirt off and civilize like these other people? <laughs> Get out of here. But yeah, no, it turns out that it was there was reason behind my hatred towards him. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so music is a, definitely a key for controlling the room. Uh, um, getting people out is the hardest part in Shanghai. I feel like we do last call, then we give them another 40 minutes on top of last call, and then we come, turn on the lights, turn off the music, and you're like, all right, uh, I'm ready to go. <laughs> That's the thing here. Last call is definitely a... It, it's up to you the, when last call is. It's not It's not like a, a hard time last yeah, call. Yeah, there's no law or anything for it. Like, so, like, in the States, it's 2 a.m. Uh, depends on the state. Yeah, it depends on the state, but, like, one thirty, everybody's drinks are taken from them. Yeah, it's one thirty in California, so if I'm not mistaken. 1 or one thirty. yeah. So, like, after one thirty, let's say you have drinks in your hand. I was explaining this to some uh, European friends of mine. Let's say you have a drink in hand. And it's one thirty-five. The bouncers will come through and move all. The oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They will literally close the bar on you. Uh, California, I think it's one. I'm confused. One or one thirty. Yeah, one thirty. But New York doesn't really have a hard cutoff either. New York is four a.m. supposedly, but you could go a little harder. There's some certain after-hours clubs and stuff like that. I've been to dive bars until five in New York. Yeah, like San Francisco had after-hours clubs that were. Yes, yes, yes. But they were. Uh, they I were remember... illegal. They were so much fun. No, they were illegal. But also, what they did is that. They had a club just music. They didn't serve quote unquote oh. alcohol. The alcohol was bought by private people that were just giving out to you and you send the money like hush hush. Because music is not illegal after a certain time. It was like yeah. the selling of alcohol that it was. So they had a loophole like that. Like I, I went to a couple of parties where basically like a person just bought alcohol and then like they're your friends and they're giving you a cup of their vodka soda or yeah. whatever. But it wasn't really on the venue. Yeah, no, we used to go to real life speakeasies in San Francisco. Oh, yeah, no, it I was mean, so much fun. I am not saying that this is not definitely still illegal, but I think they cover their asses a little well, bit. I, I think you're thinking like Folsom One Fifty Eight. I'm thinking Fountain One Five Eight and Folsom something. But there's a there was a great place on Folsom. Yeah, I'm thinking Folsom. I think in that area. That's I, I, I live. I live like Folsom and Eleven. Anything in that area, like Mission and all, they had a lot of this underground yeah. late night places. But they were all like they all found loopholes on the alcohol, but. Yeah, no, but in New York, you have officially open places. Yeah. Like, I have work shifts in New York until, like, four or five. Yeah. So, for Last Call, do you have any favorite Last Call songs? And But before we even get into that, here in China, because there's no law with it, every place enforces their own Last Call. It could be arbitrary. That's the word I'm looking for. So, like, 
um, like for Talkalicious, because we're a restaurant, on the weekends we close a little later, but we're normally done by midnight, unless it's gone really off. But like for a bar, like at Logan's Punch, we didn't have to close. We close around three on the weekends. Yeah. And so that's, I mean, that's a general consensus, about two or three, but the nightclubs yeah. don't have to, you don't have to close. And so people don't always know what they're... Yeah, so I, I close when, when the party kind of ends, when the cash flow stops moving. When, yeah, when you stop drinking. Time. Yeah, yeah, it's just time. So two-ish, two, two, three. Um, my favorite song to end the service is no song at all because I feel like at the moment that there's anything playing in the background, people are like, oh, yeah, it's still open, it's still happening, it's still going. Yeah. So I despise that, so I just I just hard stop the music. But I, I think instead of what works, I think that the worst thing ever for closing is that song. Closing time. Because everybody wants to sing it. Everyone starts singing out loud. Everybody gets riled up. It, it's it's not closing at all. And nobody seems to pay attention to the songs. Yeah. <laughs> to the lyrics that you don't have to go home, but you just can't stay here. <laughs> uh, so it doesn't work. It's very ineffective. But in China, they have that... Um, what's the name of the sex guy? Uh, the saxophone guy? Kenny... Kenny G? Kenny G has a song. Um... I think it's Welcome Home. So something along those lines. It's a Kenny G song that Chinese people have associated with like closing of a business or something like closing down. So if you play that song at the end of the night and if you have majority Chinese customers, they will all leave. They will understand the message. They are like, all right, time to go. That's that's so interesting. Like I didn't know about that. Like I know for Talklish it's a lot different, but for Punch we used to have like be after hours, all the lights would be on. We would always have like one or two tables to be like, hey, we're just going to buy a couple bottles and hang out here. And like my staff would be so used to just staying till like eight in the morning. Oh, yeah. No, I don't. I don't do that. <laughs> they're like, but boss, they're selling. I'm like, well, I'm not staying here. I'm out. I'm, I'm gone. Yeah. And no. also, I told that to my staff before. I'm like, look, if you're comfortable staying, then you do. But I think we should just kick them out. But clock out. Yeah. Clock out. Yeah. You're not, you're you're not drinking my... with them. You're not working. <laughs> yeah, you're not on my dime. Not on my dime. Yeah. But like, yeah. But if you want to stay and hang out with your friends and they're still paying, I don't care. Um, but no, but um, this Kenny G song, I will, I will add on the notes after for the for the podcast. But there is a Kenny G song that literally all local like Chinese people, when he plays, they know that that means get up. Oh, we need to know what that song is. That's amazing. Yeah, and like it works so well. It's so like they respect that so hard that if you turn on the lights a bit and you put that song, they all just like, okay, can we get a check? And we go. <laughs> a sense of urgency gets to their bodies to leave. So like. On Saturday, for the opposite of that, like, what are your songs that get people fired up? Like, Saturday, as we talked about in the podcast last week, I was hosting this event at Cannery. So it was a big outdoor event. I'm the MC, and they're like, Logan, you could DJ, which I don't know how to do, but I know how to, like, play a song list. Yeah. And I was trying to play a lot of California hip-hop to get the people going, because it was a California-based party. So what is your, like, go-to get the party really having fun? Okay, I'm going to be a little, a little arrogant on this. <laughs> Um, songs that I have fun to because I can change into this entertainer person that is not who I am in real life. So songs that I'm really jamming, I can get the crowd to really like, I can pump the crowd. I can be like a cheerleader in a way. So usually I'll go for whatever early 2000s rock and roll, classic rock. I'll go for classic 80s diva songs. We're talking like Tina Turner and things like that. But if I'm excited, I... It's it's not me at all. In real life, I'm sitting at home, binge watching TV, playing video games, and eating pizza. Like I'm a very boring person. <laughs> no, you put all your energy out in the world. You need to take some energy back. For yeah, yourself. like I, I'm a I'm a very like I'm a I'm a couch potato homebody. But then when I come to the bar and 
if I'm in a mood and I'm like, let's pump up this night, I'll be sliding across the whole bar and I'll be <laughs> singing out of my lungs and doing laybacks and dancing and grabbing people by the tie and doing what I have What's a whole <laughs> name. I'm T Pain. Yeah, no, yeah. I get all I get very uh coyote ugly kind of vibe in a bar. So we, we I mean the whole career at Pontiac, I think it started there, like the freedom of feeling like this is acceptable and okay. And I think we all like became not became we put out this part of ourselves. So we have like like Becca Lee and Michael Callahan, me. So we were like really out there, Nikki. And then when I come here, it's it's basically the same thing. If I'm just like I have a couple coffees, I have a shot of tequila, slap in the face, and I'll throw a fucking potty. So yep. it's all music that I feel upbeat with, and I will be singing. One of these days, I was singing on top of the bar, uh, Why Do You Build Me Up, Buttercup? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good crowd mover, because everybody knows that song. Yeah, and everyone was like running to the edge of the bar and singing. We did air guitar that night. Yep. And it's, it's all about like the energy that you bring more than the song, because if you play a really high-energy song, but you're looking, eh, inside the bar and just staring some of the gronies and staring at the wall and just being kind of like a a wallflower. Yeah. You're not going to get the crowd moving just because the song is fun. And you can have a really boring elevator jazz and maybe you are chatting up with everybody and bringing up the vibe and you're creating that room, right? So I, I can see the energy shift depending on how much the bartenders are enjoying themselves versus the actual songs. I feel like Ludacris could do no wrong. <laughs> He got holes in different area codes. I mean, but Luda just has like hip hop songs you could sing along to. Also, he has a whole Christmas album, Luda Christmas. Oh, I think Gucci Mane, East Atlanta Santa is also my favorite. I'm just saying, for Christmas, if you don't want to Mariah Carey, it's Luda Christmas. It's a whole album. It's like 12 songs or something. East Atlanta Santa, check it out. Um, okay, so that's that. I mean, you want, everybody has different music to get them high feet. It also depends on, you know, what, what kind of place you have, you know? Like, we want to get people, like, really going at Talkalicious. It's, like, hardcore reggaeton. Yeah. Reggaeton, I love it. It's also beats. Latin yeah. beat, so matches, like, a, a, a modern. Because you guys you guys are in the good edge of not being too traditional Mexican, that you have to be everything Mexican. So you yeah. have this whole, like, Latin influence, American influence. So you can add some hip-hop, you can add some reggaeton, but you probably couldn't add some metal there. It wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, the metal yeah. would, yeah. I mean, unless it was, like, a, spent, a mariachi cover of Du Hast. <laughs> that would be great. To, to Carol. <laughs> No, but here uh, I have a little, a lot more freedom just being a bar with just a New York concept, right? So I can play anything, but I, I just rather go for things that me and the staff enjoy. This is a side note because she might hear it, and I, I'm sorry to one of my bartenders. She has a really good taste of music, but a lot of her music is really chill, and a lot of it is like lo-fi hip-hop, and it's nice early when we're prepping, but then sometimes when the bar is busy and it's still this like, lo-fi relaxing yeah. i'm like no no we need some pump <laughs> yeah you need yeah you need like you need to get like uh i understand you what you mean like you need to get like dr dre to produce some of those songs like, yeah yeah, yeah. On there. You, need, you need some like heavier beats or something like a lot of them are very relaxing and it's like no we're not here to relax <laughs> well like i find like with music especially i'm always telling my staff if, when it's time to party like friday night we play or, cha or change our playlist up a little bit you know you have that different vibe but like I'm always like, guys, put on some cool songs that you like, and I find people get really scared for staff wise. Yes. And like it's like, what are the cool songs? But uh, but a lot of uh, Chinese songs are more sad, like early '80s ballad rock songs. Yeah. To be fair, my bartender she likes Doja Cat and Kanye West, so it's not like yeah, it's not like she wants some sad, poppy ballad or Chinese song. But it's more like 
she likes this very modern, very like almost history lo-fi kind of beats and all that. And I'm like, great. But when it comes to Kanye, we want some fucking like graduation album here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want some, some 808s and heartbreaks. Yeah, yeah. We want like the whole like the beats, right? Like when it comes to Doja Cat, we want the like, I don't even know what she does. I don't know her back catalog. Yeah, I mean, I know what the songs are. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like we need the, we need the pump. But Doja Cat's not the Catch Me Outside girl, right? No, I think there was somebody in Dr. Phil. Yeah, but I thought she was Catch Me Outside. Was she... No. Is she the Australian Doja Cat? No, that's Easy... Easy... Easy? No. Easy... easy. Oh, Easy Agalia. Yeah, that's the Australian one. I don't know. I've seen my my gap of knowledge. <laughs> there's, a, there's a good 10-year window where I don't know what was popular. Look, we stopped at Ludacris and Tupac. Ludacris and, and Kanye. <laughs> Kanye. That was it. That was the... And Gucci Mane. Okay, good. You and a bit above a good. You made my hip hop knowledge just stopped back there. <laughs> well, I mean, I I do like how the whole Atlanta movement redefined hip hop. Hey, Childish Gambino. Magic City matters. Okay, so yeah, Childish Gambino. So I mean, I think that's important for us is music. Uh, then, what time do you guys stop with food? Because food is such a prevalent factor in controlling the room. Yeah, because I do. We do open a little later, right? So we open around uh, five. We open five o'clock. The kitchen opens at five. I decided to keep the kitchen open a little later because it's a bar. People be drunk. So my last call for the kitchen is at 12. So like midnight, which most restaurants around 10. I know. But again, restaurants, people went there to eat. Here is more when people are drunk enough to be like, you guys have food. <laughs> so we keep it until midnight. Um, I think majority of our sales here, funny enough, are around that time range. I think it's like between 10 to 12. It's probably our heaviest like, or very early, sorry. Happy hour is a uh, snacks go very well. So like five to seven and then that 10 to 12. And then, I mean, the cool thing for you guys too is you have a lot of kitchen takeovers and I know there's some cool new food news in the in the works. But like your, your drunk food is so different than like a restaurant food. Yeah. Like drunk food is like those guilty pleasures that sometimes you don't remember eating. Yeah, we make them all guilty pleasures. We don't have anything real real healthy or real like day-to-day because nobody's going to come here just for a meal, right? Like if you come here, you're already drinking. If you're drinking, yeah, exactly. you want a snack. So it's all um, catered that way. So I mean, our food program, uh, there's some room to improvement too because I don't have a kitchen manager per se, right? So I kind of have to work by myself on the food. <laughs> it's a, I'm not a chef. I'm not a trained chef. So I, I use consultants. I use friends. Uh, but we are changing our menus, so we have a lot of new fun things coming up. I'm looking very much to trying all of them and then, you know. Not remembering you had them. Not remembering <laughs> I had them with a topless guy. <laughs> yeah, just come here shirtless, shirtless and then lose get your ready shirt. To party. Get ready to party. No shirt on. And by the way. He... No, we have the same kind of guy that goes to Talkalicious. Sa- different person loses his shirt. So like in the wintertime, he'll lose a t-shirt. Oh, but if, uh, if shirtless guy is listening, he knows. We know who he is, but we're not going to say the name. Thank you. You were lovely. I know you were shirtless. I know you were having a hard day, but you said nothing but nice things, and we really appreciate it. You let his body do the talking. You are so amazing, (laughs) and I hope you're doing well. Yeah, sweet guy. Uh, And I think, for us, that leads us into another segment. Ooh. All right, so we're starting our next segment. What's that segment called? F&B Horror Stories. Alicia got abducted by aliens. Horror? Horror. So Logan, I hear you have a horror story. I have uh I have one that was kind of a doozy. <laughs> Tell me. I was uh my first time as a bar manager was a place in Santa Fe, New Mexico called Cafe San Estevans. 
and they wanted to have a bar program really bad, which makes sense. You know, this was 2000, uh, 2004, 2005. So like mixology and cocktail culture was really getting big in New Mexico. And I had just coming off of working uh, from the number one club in Santa Fe, which only means something if you're in Santa Fe, but it's called Swig. And then I worked at a place called um, San Francisco Street Bar and Grill. And uh, nine day differences, but like at the second place, I just wasn't making that many tips and I was getting frustrated because I'd be doing like, you know, 60 hour work weeks and making like $30 on a Friday night. So I was like, oh, I need a change. The place was wonderful. It was just I needed to change. I was a little yeah. bit bigger than my britches there. But um, so I started working at Cafe San Esteban and I convinced Esteban, the owner, that we needed all new glassware because he had like old man glassware. Yeah. He used to be a monk. So like he he was a monk and then he switched to an alternate lifestyle. <laughs> Quite the opposite. Very, 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 very different. But like so for Esteban, uh, I was like, I'm going to get you glassware. It's not like in China where you get glasses that are wonderful. For cheap, yeah. For very, like you get crystal and everything for very good prices here, but there it's the states stuff is expensive. So we spent about a thousand USD, maybe fifteen fifteen hundred USD on glasses, like beautiful rocks glasses, coupe glasses, martini glass, everything nice. I we're gonna open on a Friday night, like we're gonna do a debut of the bar program. Uh, so we're about to open. I start stacking. You know, we had washed all the glasses, taken all the stickers off. And we start stacking all the glasses on the shelves. There's glass shelves. It's in a little alcove built into an adobe wall. Super cool looking bar. Um, so I start stacking all the glassware up, you know, and this is, you know, you always have reserve glasses, but, you know, all your majority of glasses, majority, yeah. all your stemware gets stacked uh, on the top couple shelves. On the bottom shelf is all your rocks and stuff like that. I put maybe my last or second to last glass on the shelf, not knowing the weight bearing limits of glass shelves that I thought were tempered everything crashed and broke. So like even the chef ran out of the kitchen like, oh my God, what just happened? And it was just covered in crystal and glass. And we were about to open, let's say we're going to open at six and this is like maybe five o'clock. So super, super sucky times. Had to burn all the ice, had to burn all the fruit, got rid of, you know what I mean? We had to basically rehaul the bar and figure out a glassware situation. Fortunately, somebody from uh, Diageo heard my cries for help and like we got more glassware but it was like branded like Johnny Walker stuff. It wasn't like anything like super, super cool. And so like, it was just one of these like, oh, I'm a dumbass. My first like day debuting, I'm a dumbass and I just wasted the company money. But also why wasn't it tempered glasses? Like, Well, I, yeah, I don't know what happened with the shelving unit, but it was destroyed. It was like dust. <laughs> was- oh God. So I have a very similar story that happened really recently. I think I'm thinking about two years ago, maybe. Um, Amidst of COVID, borders are closed, so a lot of the traveling was within China, right? So a lot of the times the brands had activations, they were taking each other's cities in China. And I was doing a guest shift at a Life on Mars in Shenzhen, and they had just moved to a new location, so they were now in this area called Sheko. And uh, I went, I think it was actually their anniversary or opening or something special for them. And we went, it was me and my friend Don. Shout out to Don. I hope you listen to Shout out, this. Don. I miss you. And uh, we were in this, we we're in this event, and then after the shift, they're like, "Oh, we're gonna take you." Oh, no, I think the day before the shift, they're like, "We're gonna take you around new bars in the area so you can see it." And we went to a couple of bars and a couple of drinks. Everything's fine, and we got a little tipsy. And then we went to this, and I wish I knew the name because they deserve a, a shout out in this. But this brand new, like opened two days before, little craft beer bar, and they were they were small. They were like. Um, 
I thought like uh, like imagine like a, a cozy twenty seater like beer bar, maybe twenty five seater beer bar, and it was really cute and brand new. And they had those white tiles behind the bar, and the idea was that everyone that came from like friends or regular guests or people from out of town, they could sign a tile. So they gave you like a, a permanent marker, and you sign in one tile like, oh, good being here, blah blah blah, love, right? So they asked us to sign the tiles, and there's only been like three tile tiles. We're like the first ones, right? So then I go behind the bar, we start signing, but the, the lower tiles were kind of like either covered by things or they were already signatures. So I wanted to do a little higher of a tile. So the bartender says, it's okay for me to step on this. Uh, the behind the bar, like the little shelving unit below, you can't see the unit, it's below. But I go just step on this. I'm like, okay. I step on it and the whole thing collapses. And oh no. All of the glasses, every single glass they own, everything, every beer glass, every... The whole shelf would just, the whole feet. The IE's grandmother's urn, everything. She's just in a cloud of smoke. Everything breaks. And I'm talking about a place that's been open for a couple of days. <laughs> and I told the guy, I'm like, I feel so sorry. Please let me buy you new glasses. Because here in Shanghai, is, sorry, here in China, is not that expensive, right? So I'm like, let me buy. He's like, no, it's okay. It's okay. We can also replace it. It's not that expensive. And it kind of, it was kind of just it. But until now, every time I see this guy, he's like, remember when you broke all my glasses? <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, I was so embarrassed too, because it was just, again, it was their opening. Congratulations on the opening. I was literally riding that when the whole shelf collapses and I break everything they own. <laughs> so, I mean, I know we're saying it's not expensive, but for any F&B establishment, every little thing is expensive because you're not just buying the glass. Like, it's the cleaning glass, all that stuff. So, like... Oh, it's piling up. Yeah, obviously. It piles up quickly. But we're talking a, a couple hundred US versus a couple thousand US, yeah. right? For yeah. the for the amount of glasses that were yeah. broken. But, oh God, it was just so embarrassing. <laughs> I, I mean, and that's been F&B Horror Stories. Ooh. And now for a segment we like to call drinks i've been drinking we've got to get that simpactico i was ready i was sitting back staring at logan being like all right you're doing this <laughs> yeah we're supposed to go drinks i've been drinking. drinking there we go we're getting there we're two virgos we're getting there we'll, we'll, we'll get it together our, our birthdays are next week our birthdays are next week we're, we're gonna get uh on that level so uh this week i guess I, i'll i'll lead okay uh this week i've been drinking a drink we call the tequila vortex okay so what I did was I uh, we took a rapis hot of tequila, not super smoky, and we added smoked wood chips, uh, agave, cilantro, and jalapeno, and bitters. And we did a jalapeno bitters with it, so we made nice. our own jalapeno bitters. And it was actually really, really tasty. It was super complex, uh, like a smoked uh, tequila. You're almost thinking a mezcal, but reposado has this nice honeyed edge to it. So it was like a really cool, like sweet, smoker, smoky, savory cocktail that we made. Oh, let me share a recipe with people at home randomly because it's a really easy recipe to make. That uh, It's a drink that I've been... I created a few years ago, I think like five, six years ago, but it's a, a drink that I always bring back because it's so easy to make and so delicious. When you're at home, you get a can of uh, chipotles in adobo sauce, like, you know, the La Costeña or whatever, the can. Yeah. You just open that, you chop those chipotles, you get the sauce, everything. You put it in a pan with water. Boil that up for a little bit just to, like, get the flavor in. Make a simple syrup with it. And just tequila, lime, that simple syrup, and then add some cilantro to the, or coriander cilantro, whatever, to the shaker. Shake and that's it. And you have a chipotle cilantro, like, 
almost like a Doritos flavored I'm margarita. I'm doing that. That sounds so good. Yeah, it's so easy to make. It literally, the only thing you have to do is just boil a little bit of the adobe with water. Uh, <laughs> Chipotle. Photoshop. Adobo. <laughs> Chipotle is in adobo. Just boil a little bit of water to make a simple syrup and that's it. You get like spicy, you get smoky. Um, again, you just add syrup, lime, tequila, some fresh cilantro to the shaker and done. That sounds great. It's delicious. It tastes like uh, like a like Doritos. Not even joking. It's really good. Um, sorry, your recipe reminded me of that. And it's like easy, delicious, easy to make at home, good for a barbecue, good for a potty. And you can do to taste sugar to lime, how sweet or how sour you like. So you don't even have to follow a strict recipe to make it work. And then for your simple syrup, for a simple syrup for people listening at home, um, simple syrup is usually a... Uh, it could be a one-to-one of water and, and sugar. Some people like to mess with the recipe a little bit. Some people like to use like different types of sugar. We don't have the luxury to have too many sugar options here in China. Yeah. But like, there's a lot of different simple syrups. And once you learn how to make a simple syrup, it's a great backbone to learn how to make a lot of other cool cocktail features. Yeah, so just one part of the liquid and one part of the sugar, you get a really basic simple syrup. And that's what all this recipe calls for. And it's super easy to make and it's delicious. So yeah. Oh, that's cool. Okay. I want to drink that now. So yeah, perfect. It's fresh. That sounds really fresh. I mean, I have, um, yeah, I will try that when I can. Yeah. <laughs> and for the drinks I've been drinking, uh, funny enough, I went to on Tuesdays, I have like a night off and I try to go try different things and explore different things. And I went to Zup Pizza. Nice. So they do Chicago style, um, like tavern pizza. So like the thin crust, square cuts. And they are amazing. But you know what I really like about Zup is that they are, considering Shanghai and all that, they have a very basic bar program in the best way possible. Like, their drinks are simple. They're very U.S. They're very Chicago, very very Northeast, like very New York, very Chicago. They're very basic. They're just, like, garnishes there for a smell or taste or it isn't there. It's very straightforward. But they are just so balanced. Like, I just think they make old-ass classics just be so good. They have a good Vesper which I loved it. They make a basic as martini that is just so good. Like it's just everything that they make is just so standardized in a way that it's good because I feel like Shanghai has places that try too hard and it doesn't work or places that are focused, like let's say like me or like you back at Punch, they're focused on making cocktails a certain way. But restaurants, a lot of the times they miss the mark. They always think about like people can have beer and wine if they have cocktails they're difficult they should just take this and they kind of just cut down the quality or cut down the flavor cut down like i'm saying like that has great cocktails like we had like six rings like all different drinks i had a vesper i had a dry martini i had an espresso martini i had a cosmo and they were all solid that's really it's good to know too because i didn't really i didn't really know they were good for drinks like that you know they're just they're classics also i tried one of their signatures that was delicious as well but everything has this, um, this, and I'm and I'm not looking down at it. I'm saying like having basic classics well done is almost worth more than having a very creative menu. And yeah, I agree with that. That's actually a very fair point. You yeah. get your solids down. It's just so consistent and solid and so easy to go and have five cocktails without feeling like my palate had so much going on that I just want a beer now. Like you really will stick around for three vespers. Like, you know, you just have it. I will always stick around yeah. for three or four vessels. No, so what I was saying, like, I, I really like how they do it. I feel like it's very America. It's very consistent. It's very own brand. I'm going there for the amazing pizza. It doesn't mean I have to either have a crazy concoction or 
not have a drink because this place is a restaurant, so therefore it's not going to be good. It's quite the opposite. I, I like what they do. I highly respect it. I have a lot of dates there because sometimes I just want to go with my boyfriend for a dinner and I still want to have a good cocktail. And like, uh, yeah, we love it. And uh, yeah, all the one, drinks were solid. Yeah, it's one of my favorite places as well. So we we definitely are all Zup fans. And I think Anna, I think we did it this week. We did it. We did a good time. <laughs> we, I think our chit chat episode, our pitter patter. Pitter patter. Our pitter patter episode of chit chat. I mean, I think the whole thing was we wanted you guys to see how bartenders think and talk. And uh, I hope we gave you a little bit of that glimpse into the world. I hope you guys enjoy talking with us. We've only had two shots of Jameson this entire time. <laughs> that's a lie. Oh, you've had more than <laughs> <laughs> No, that's a lie for you too. I've been refilling that glitter glass you haven't even noticed. I have not. I thought it was just one of those things like Thor, right? No, my... we're like on the, the fourth or fifth class. Really? Yes. Wow. Well, good for us, guys. We haven't said anything wrong and we want to do everything right. So next time we'll catch you on. China on the rocks. Oh, I like how you... <laughs> Logan just give me weird looks and be like, I think he was giving me a sign, but I mean, he wanted me to talk. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate you. Give us a like and subscribe on any place you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Send us a message. Please part participate. Join us. Communicate with us. We really want to make this better for you. We really want to grow and evolve. And yeah, thank you for being here. Let us know. Uh, Kevin, play us out. Cheers, everybody, and thank you. 